2: It is so
1: it's a very basic conspiracy. I promise this won't hurt at all. You laughed at me. I didn't. The government is playing a game. They want to see if they can make people disappear. We will not be silenced. Okay.
3: There are still so many unanswered questions about what's going on.
1: I think it's funny that you come at me with three identifications and they all clearly squirrels. <laughs> oh, he had sex with an owl. I had to maintain my dominance. I'm
0: a regular Dan Rickles. Keep your hands
1: to Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Truthcast that is True Revelations Uncovered through Heroism Cast. I am Thomas Luge, and as always, I am here with my partner, Mr. Dicky O'Reilly.
0: <gasps> you got it right for the very first time, Thomas. Way to go. It's like you're finally accepting me as a human and a partner. And an Dickie, equal I've,
1: I've realized that there is no use in fighting this. It is going to happen, and so I might as well just come to grips with it.
0: Thank you, partner.
1: Would you like to introduce today's guests?
0: Oh, I was hoping you would, on account of the fact that I didn't write it down. We have Alexandria Bennett and Martin Best. Barry. Barry. Martin Barry. Oh, you know, this is the second time that uh, I made a big stink about my last name, and then I went and did the same thing. I'm sorry, Mr. Barry. That's all right. A lot
4: of people get my last name wrong. It's uh, They think it's uh, like that TV show, Barry, uh, but it's my last name. It's like B-U-R-Y, like you, a dog would bury a bone, Martin oh. Barry. Hmm. Or you would bury a body, hypothetically. Okay, well, I don't think I want to hear about your hypothetical bodies buried around wherever they are. Or uh,
1: as if you would bury a secret.
4: There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. As if you would bury a secret. That's eloquently phrased. Like a hypothetical secret passion for your co-host. Well, hypothetical. I guess if you're going to tell me what kind of a secret it is, it's probably not a secret.
0: Oh, no, I'm I'm talking about like... Uh, maybe on like stuff you should know like those guys maybe one of them secretly has a, a secret lust for the other one because they have good chemistry I, i'm not saying i'm in love with thomas i'm not saying i'm not in love with thomas
1: no this is purely a professional um relationship here that me and dicky have that's weird you're not saying
4: it because uh, i was pretty much hearing it <laughs> Uh like from who who to who Well, I'm just hearing voices, so it's hard for me to tell who to who. I would say the the first who to the second who, that's who.
0: But you don't think who number two – feels that way about who number one excuse me
2: fellas um i do have a previous engagement so if we could actually get to the portion where you address me as a oh i'm sorry miss bennett i'm i'm very sorry miss bennett it's all right Uh, i just i'm a very busy person and i'd like to talk about the things that are important to me and to your listeners that's why i'm on this show right that's a very peculiar accent are you from new jersey i'm sorry where new jersey i'm not familiar
1: Oh, um, Dickey, that is clearly not a New Jersey accent. That is clearly a South Texas accent.
2: Oh, where I am from is nobody's interest right now. Okay. Oh, they sound interested to me. Well, well I else? don't need to talk about my past. Let's talk about the future.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. How do you two know each other?
4: Ms. Bennett and Mr. Barry. But we've known each other about uh i think it's going on about twenty seven years now i believe twenty seven
2: uh, years yes, it feels yeah. way longer way 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 longer
4: yeah ironically enough we uh we met on a blind date at a starbucks oh twenty seven years ago there were starbucks there was, it was actually yeah.
2: the very first Starbucks that's correct yes, yes. We, were, oh. we were both. Doing work and jobs, as you will, in Seattle, and uh, it was a, a little little bistro-type coffee shop, and I, I saw him from across the way, and I said, well, that is a man that I need to get to know. And boy, Ooh. did I. I got yeah. to know him for a long
4: time that weekend. And i would only been in town for a week. I was actually heading out to Oregon and took a wrong turn and ended up in Seattle and decided, well, I might as well live here now.
0: I have a very important question before we get to your topic at hand. Um,
4: Eddie Vedder, what is he saying in all them songs? Well, if he'd swallow whatever the hell it is he's eaten, maybe we'd all know. Oh, Martin's just
2: jealous because I briefly dated Eddie Vedder in the summer (laughs) of
4: 1986 and would bring it up very very frequently when we first started dating. He's just being immature. They went out on a dinner date and out of spite, he elected to never swallow what he had eaten that night. And it just hmm. it changes his singing. It makes it very hard to hear any words he's saying because he's got a mouth full of food when he's struggling to say them.
1: Is it possible that before he kept the food in his mouth, uh, people were, were put off by the words he was saying? And that's why his music didn't take off until he kept his mouth full. Well, Before he had food in his mouth, he had a lovely singing voice. He was like that, uh,
4: what's that guy, that Luciano Pavarotti guy. I mean, he sounded like, like an angel, like a hummingbird, angel, songbird. Oh, do yeah. you remember um. some of his early work? Uh, Eddie Vedder's early work?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, yes.
4: Um, much of it was uh, Italian opera stuff. Could you sing some of it? Oh, hell, I could, but I could try. <clears throat> Please do. Ah! Uh, He sings higher than I do because he's a tenor, or at least he was a tenor. Uh, I'm only Mm. about an eighter or a niner. I hope to one day be a tenor. You know, it's moments like this that
2: really make those 27 years seem so much longer. Oh, I know what you mean, Ms. Bennett. He has a beautiful singing voice.
1: Yes, it slows, it slows time it down. It
2: slows time. It's like, has it been 15 minutes or 15 years? Either way, I'm in
4: an abyss. I
0: don't know what that is. Bravo, Mr. Barry. You
4: sing like an angel. Oh, come on, you guys. You're just making a molehill out of it. Just a little guy. <laughs> So, Ms. Bennett, I I can't help to notice,
0: but your fuse seems very short. What would you like to talk about today? I believe it ties into previous topics on the TruthCast. So, diehard listeners will find this very interesting.
4: Bruce Willis listens to this.
2: <laughs> I just want to say I'm very sorry to tell you that this is not this is the first time that I've actually listened to or even heard about the truth cast being as busy I am, as I am. So when hmm. Martin told me that your topics were Starbucks based, I immediately wanted to be on this show because I have a truth to get out. And I think that it's a very obvious truth. It's the fact that they clearly put some sort of addictive chemical into their drinks because I can understand hmm. for the life of me, why anyone would pay $6 every day for an iced vanilla latte but they do and 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 who does this i'll tell you i do it boom
0: i knew it thomas i told you i told you thomas i've been saying this since the beginning thank you miss bennett thank you yeah score one
2: for dickie I'm a logical, educated woman. I have 23 degrees, and there is no reason why I have to spend six, sometimes seven dollars. I've spent upwards to $12 buying a protein pack and and a latte, and and I can't afford it anymore. I used to be a millionaire.
0: Is one of your degrees in economics? Yes, yes. What are the other six hmm. degrees in
2: psychology, sociology, uh, native American studies, women's studies, education, filmography, documentary, filmmaking, basket weaving. Um, we really don't have time to talk about this. Just okay. know
4: that she's uh, she's separated from Will Smith in a few ways. Well, oh. uh, in which ways she's got six degrees. Oh, hmm.
1: boom. Martin Martin Mm. Uh, for a moment, I thought you were saying that they were conjoined twins.
2: Well, I did date Will Smith before he got his big break on The Fresh Prince. He was already DJ Jazzy Jeff and The Fresh Prince, but he he wasn't as (gasps) sorry. Go ahead. Uh, he, He
4: had the decency to swallow his meal. I respect that man.
2: Well, they're two different people. You cannot compare and contrast people like that. Martin, we've talked about this.
4: Okay, you're right. I'm I sorry. Know. It's all right.
2: <laughs> Ms. Bennett, have you thought about writing a, your memoir? I bet it would be very salacious. Oh, it is. Uh, and I have been working on it. And I'm very excited that you asked me about it. Oh, uh, what's it called? It's called Tales from My Tights. And it's all about how you can live your life just wearing tights every day. And the things that you fill in those tights are your legs, sure. But so much more. It goes through my whole life and, you know, my ups, my downs, my meeting Martin.
4: I've been been taking her advice and been wearing tights for the last three years. You've got beautiful legs. Thank you. Beautiful legs. I plan to uh, one day uh, take them off and wash them. No, I don't think so. I've worn pantyhose and it makes my penis look
0: like
2: it's robbing a bank. Sure, sure. It's going to do that. And that's one of the great things. It's all in the book. I really encourage you to read it.
4: Are there pictures? There has to be, yeah, because I can't read. So the pictures really well, help me. Yeah. You there is can't a, either.
2: There's a midsection that's got a sort of, you know, picture section. It's not wall to wall pictures, but you can go flip right through to the pictures. And there's some black and whites of mm. me and Casey K. and just some really nice shots of me with some really, really famous people.
1: Yes, those are the types of books that Dickie enjoys the most. Have you all seen Shaun of the
0: Dead?
2: Absolutely. Of course.
0: Yeah, I seen it without the sound. <laughs> Do you remember that scene where they're going through the backyards and then they run into the other group that looks a lot like them? They're like bizarro versions. Yeah. I feel like that's what we're experiencing right now. Elizabeth, I feel like you're kind of a, a, a Alexandria a Thomas, Alexandria. I'm sorry. Oh, all right. bec- well, it's because I'm sort of a Martin where I'm the, the lovable idiot. You're my double ganger. <laughs> yeah, I'm your double ganger. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thomas, I can't wait till we have 27 years under our belts.
1: Oh, man. Yes, yeah, Um If I begin singing opera sometime soon, we may uh, achieve the 27 years uh, much slower. So. Oh. Because opera, as we've established earlier in the interview, slows down time. Mm-hmm. And we don't want the 27 years to pass too quickly. So we could slow our time together that way.
4: That works, too, because I I bring up opera when I want to extend the period of time, extend the moment. There there, there are times when I'm with Alexandria and I want it to last longer, so I'll sing opera.
2: I sometimes Hmm. um, uh, uh, accuse him of inceptioning me because, you know, a day to him sometimes feels like three months to me. Hmm. Thomas has said a similar thing to me. Maybe I should have watched this show.
1: In in our instance, it is into the opera Dickie sings. It is the um, search for random teeth on the street. That certainly slows our time down together.
2: Martin does the same thing with playing
4: cards. Oh,
1: it's true.
2: He's still looking for that full deck.
4: Do you know there's supposed to be 52? I just found that out. Wow. I
0: I spent some time in Las Vegas, or as they call it, the Big Easy. And uh, a lot of the playing cards there, Ms. Bennett, please cover your ears, have naked women's on them. And uh, did you know that naked women all have
4: nipples that look like stars? How can you play cards would... I don't know. You know, what is the two of boobs like higher than... I don't know.
0: I have no idea. Uh, Ms. Bennett, you can come back. I never left.
1: Oh. Dickie, you didn't didn't ask her to take her headphones off.
0: Oh, I uh, I'm embarrassed. That was not very gentlemanly of me.
4: Oh, well, in defense of the situation, it would have been a complicated process to set her up for it, so... So it
2: was my understanding that we would figure out how to infiltrate Starbucks and find out what their secret ingredient is and then prosecute and win millions of dollars. Is that correct?
4: Yeah. Well, I think I may have said a few things to get her to come along on this, uh, on this deal here that weren't exactly of, the complete truth, but that's at times how I operate to get what I want. That's just part of the course.
0: Well, we're mm. only the truth cast. We're not the complete truth cast. So I think we're still good on a technicalities. All right, good.
2: <laughs> so what's our course of action? What's our, what's, what's our, our moves forward?
1: Well, we should figure out what the ingredient is first in order to infiltrate Starbucks. I think we need to, um, figure out what each of our strengths are in order to formulate a plan. Um, um, Dicky's strength obviously is uh the volume of his voice. So uh, we need to figure out how to weaponize the the volume with which Dicky can can reach with his with with his words.
0: Please keep in mind though I
2: am banned from Starbucks. Well, I am willing to give myself up as tribute, if you will, to be a person who works inside the Starbucks. And I'll tell you one reason why. Hmm. I've heard that not only do you get health benefits, you also get free Starbucks the whole day, Hmm. anytime you want one. Do you know how much cost savings that would be for me? Six
4: dollars a day?
2: At least six, probably 12, then getting paid on top of it and tips.
1: Yes, and... And, and also, um, that money could be invested in some sort of 401k or, or investment. Um, Roth IRA, account. whatever. Exactly, yes. exactly. So that could be wealth that could be building.
4: You guys started spelling in front of me. That hurt my feelings, so please.
2: Or we could take what we find and, and, and litigate and prosecute and finally get justice. And all the people that are addicted to that devil chemical that is inside of Starbucks will get paid a nice class action lawsuit of three or four dollars.
4: Three or four dollars mm. sounds
0: excellent right about now. Then we yeah. could start a Patreon and people could give that money back to us.
1: Huh. Or three or four dollars could easily buy you a cup of Big B coffee.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or if we wanted to go for a more well-known national chain, we could say Tim
4: Hortons. No, nah, that's Canadian. I got Dunkin' Donuts because I'm an American. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts, USA, USA, USA. Yeah. Martin. Yeah. I love you. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm feeling uh, feelings for you too, man. It's like looking in a mirror. What
0: feelings? L-l-l- I don't want to put words in your mouth, but mm, does it rhyme with
4: shove? I'd rather not talk about what uh what I want to put in my mouth right now cuz I just don't think it would be appropriate or Martin you
2: can you can go with him I've been telling you for years we have an open relationship
4: but that ain't right Miss Bennett it just wouldn't be right No it is right please but go. you're the date I've brought to the prom so I uh- can go home
2: with a lift I'm fine. I,
4: I don't want you out of my sight for one minute. Next thing I know, you're having dinner with someone else who ain't going to swallow and go on to sing, and it's just going to be a-,
1: a- Martin, a- is is the real issue here not that you are afraid of seeing Alexandria with another, but maybe that she would go back to Eddie Vetta?
4: Oh, yeah. I, I, I think the strongest reason we are together is out of spite. Uh, she doesn't want to see- Oh, that's
2: absolutely see- true. Yes, yeah, that is true. Yeah.
4: I'm I'm scared if I leave her side for a moment, she will run off, and she's scared I will run off. Well, I'm we not so afraid that you'll
2: run off at all. Actually, I I encourage it, and I I've actually signed you up for Tinder on many times, and and you you just think it's a joke. I don't understand how many different ways I can tell you it's not. Go out with them. Well,
4: I, I just I just don't get how it works. I mean, it's like I find no satisfaction of swapping people and uh, it just doesn't do it for me. That sort of thing.
0: Don't feel insecure. I also dated celebrities and they're not all they're cracked up to be. I dated Atlantis Morissette for a while and you know what she went and did behind my back. She got married and she had a family like (sighs) the entire time that we were dating. She was already married and a wife and a mom and I had no idea. So
4: she sounds like a jagged little whore to treat you like that. That's just wrong.
1: Yes, yeah, so Dickie, Dickie and I crossed the border um one day to, to meet um Atlantis and she had the goal to not be available.
4: Yeah. Oh they say never meet your dreams because just don't. Just yeah. don't. That's, That's why they're saying
2: Dickie, you know, because uh I had a similar situation. To what you just described with the late, great John Cougar
1: Mellencamp. Wait, the late?
2: Well, he was constantly late, and I did not enjoy
1: that. So that was your pet name for him? Yes, the late,
4: great John Cougar Mellencamp. I heard he always had like lame excuses, like, sorry, I was sucking on a chili dog and it just made me late. No, oh, he was married and had children
2: the entire time. And then the next time I, I look at the People magazine and him and Meg Ryan are together. And I'm like, you know what, John? Hmm. You're late to my heart. That's what
4: I said. I, th- hmm. I think it's the power of suggestion if he has children, because I, I, I'm, I'm I was just hearing children in my head. So it must be that. Here was my problem with John Cougar Mellencamp. Hmm. You guys know that show Cougar Town?
2: No. No. Never on one episode. Oh. Hmm. Where's a town filled with Cougar Mellencamps? I don't know. I
0: got confused. I was looking for a Jack. I was looking for a Diane.
4: Did you ever think that maybe he wasn't at Cougar Town because he was spending the summer at Mellencamp? Probably. Yeah. Excellent point. I'm no locational scientist, but that would be my theory.
1: Or maybe he went to a Starbucks where you have to put the quarter in um, to use the restroom and he got trapped inside of the john.
4: That could be. But if he was there, he'd be there right now because that stuff is addictive. I know it firsthand. Martin, I've never felt so connected to a guest in my life. (sighs) Me too. You know, you you said you're not allowed at Starbucks. I'm, I'm real good at getting kicked out of that place. I mean, that's what I'd go in there asking about, uh, you know, what makes it so addictive. And every Starbucks I'd march into and start asking at the top of my lungs had me kicked out and ejected. And that's just not fair. I just wanted answers to my questions. I can't help it if I I use the F word a lot. That's no reason to drag me out of a Starbucks. What's the F word? (sighs) Fart. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, you, you serve addictive coffee in a place that smells like a fart. And they'd have me dragged out. And I, I, just, don't, I just don't think that's fair. Yeah, you nailed them because that burn taste gives you gas. Yeah. And in defense of myself, there was clearly a fart smell. I smell one around me a lot, too.
1: Is the secret chemical that possibly makes the coffee addictive um, simply a fart?
4: That was my theory. And I asked him about it. I said, are you farting in this stuff and having it put us in our system? and We're in essence drinking and eating your farts and getting addicted to them. And that's about the time when they would drag me out. One time by my heels, three guys each grabbed a heel and dragged me out. Hmm. (laughs) Yep, that math checks out. Ms. Bennett, I want to throw this theory
0: out there with Starbucks maybe point us in the right direction i noticed that the popularity of starbucks coincides with the disparate disappearance the vanishing of kurt cobain do you think kurt cobain might be behind the addictiveness of Mm -hmm. the starbucks
2: that is interesting and i don't think that kurt cobain was behind it, but I do think Courtney Love was.
1: Do you think that Kurt Cobain was very close to exposing the secret, and that's why he was murdered?
2: Let's just say... Wait a second, Kurt Cobain was what now? Let's just say that the April of 1994, early on in that month, Kurt Cobain had bought large amounts of stock in cocoa Beans. Courtney Mm. Love heard about it, went to Los Angeles to continue recording her album, Live Through This,
4: and had him killed over the cocoa. Hmm. You're making me think that that teen spirit probably smells a lot like farts then.
2: I have no facts that lead anybody to believe any of this, but I have a thing called a hunch, and uh, I've been told I'm pretty good at that.
4: Well, when you have the truth, you don't need facts.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: You guys are dancing around
4: this, but are you saying
2: Kurt Cobain is passed on? Yes, he's dead.
1: Yes, Dickie. This happened many, many years ago.
2: Although I don't call him the late, great Kurt Cobain because he was on time, which was very impressive considering the drug abuse. We did not date. I made out with him at a Bikini Kill show in 1988.
4: (laughs) I watched the whole thing. He did. He did. Yeah. It's kind of (laughs) hot. Because I was thinking of bikinis at the time, too. So I went into it thinking, this is going to be hot. Then it was hot. Mm. (laughs) He's gone. Oh,
0: my God. Kurt Cobain is dead.
4: Yeah, like 20 years ago. Yeah, he had a lot of good times, though. Drank a lot of coffee, smelled some interesting things. He had a pretty good life.
2: Slept a lot. Slept a lot. A lot of times you'd be talking to him and they just fall asleep. But great guy.
1: Yes, Nicky. His his death is much older than you are.
0: No, I, I was born in 1972, Thomas.
1: But you were only uh, 12 years old on, on account, account of, of being the fact a, leap year, I'm a baby. leap year
0: baby. I was still alive. And, oh.
4: Oh. Well, just pretend he's sleeping because he would do that a lot just out of nowhere. Would just fall asleep. He had. uh,
0: you feel? It's just my luck.
4: He suffered a condition called kleptomania, which you just fall asleep.
0: All right, let's take a break while I process this Kurt Cobain
3: news. Shh. Do you hear that? Probably not. That's the sound of a bumblebee whispering in my ear. Fern Gomez Spiritual Store and Empowerment Center is pleased to carry over our pre coronavirus February Valentine's Day special of bee messages in a bottle for only $40. The Bee Totem reminds us that life is sweet, but without the proper use of energy, life sometimes stings, like pandemics. I have personally harnessed over 500 messages from bees that were whispered in my ear. I then took those messages and spoke them into a bottle and sealed it with, you guessed it, beeswax. When you're ready, open the bottle to receive their powerful message. Each bottle has 100% unique messages from a Michigan bee. Although you can't see or hear it, you have the Fern Gomez stamp of authenticity that it's there. Remember, you don't choose the bee message, the message chooses you. Order online and pickup is available for all purchases from the fairy and sprite houses outside of the Fern Gomez Spiritual Store and Empowerment Center
1: if you think you've heard it all you have not heard Dead Waves it is a podcast about the paranormal
0: uh uh Thomas not to interrupt you but it's an improvised comedy podcast about the paranormal where a psychic a ghost and a demon all run a paranormal call-in show it's comedy it it isn't really a paranormal show
1: yes Dickie I was trying to just highlight the good qualities of the show not the rubbish comedy qualities of the show
0: I I don't want someone to get mistaken and think that there's really demons and stuff. It's it's all well, pretend. The, I'm not
1: going to lead our it, it, listeners to a comedy show of all things. We are a serious podcast here. Well,
0: I, I mean, we are, but uh, we've been guests on Dead Waves before. Yes, those were and, the.
1: I mean, I didn't. Those were the moments that they broke from their comedy routine and spoke about real issues,
0: helping us with our relationship.
1: That was a real issue. Exactly. That 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 was not comedy. That was a real issue.
0: I love you, Thomas, and I love Dead Waves. New episode. Episodes of Dead Waves come out every Wednesday. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Don't you have anything you need to say to me, Thomas? I do not. I love you. Hmm hey Thomas if I confess something to you do you promise you
1: won't hold it against me possibly I need to hear it first
0: I've been listening to a podcast hosted by two comedians mm. Mike Bobbitt and his wife and Bobbitt mm. uh, it's called you made me watch and every week they make each other watch a movie that the other one has never seen before and I'm finding it delightful as much as I hate Mike Bobbitt
1: yes yes it sounds like a typical heteronormative tactic in trying to keep a relationship together forcing each other to watch each other movies
0: but what i like about it is that as much as i hate mike bobbitt he and i have very similar taste in movies hmm. he covers stuff like streets of fire and blood diner
1: it sounds very interesting despite it being hosted by a comedian he also talks about the movie running
0: scared starring gregory hines and billy crystal and i kind of feel like you and i are a lot like gregory hines and billy crystal
1: it sounds like a very sound comparison to me Dickie. thomas
0: you look marvelous That was my Billy Crystal imitation.
1: It was very good.
0: You made me watch. Available every Friday wherever you find podcasts.
1: Hi, I'm Johnny Mockney, and I'm here to tell you about the podcast We Are Movies. On the show, I talk to a variety of comedians, entertainers, scholars, fellow podcasters, and occasionally normal people about the films that are important to them. So join me wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts and enjoy our deep dives into movies and the people who love them on We Are Movies. And now back to the show.
2: You know, Dickie, um, when I was dating Eddie Vedder, it was at the height of
4: their feud and- Has it been five minutes? You're bringing him up again.
2: Well, I'm sorry, but he was a large part of my life and he's a large part of our life together. Okay,
4: I don't think we have to know much about metaphor or analogy- know what a very okay.
2: well-endowed penis.
4: Yeah, yeah,
2: sure, all right. Even flow, you know what I mean by that? The song was written about me.
4: I thought it was written about the waitress on Alice. No. Even Flo thinks he has a well-endowed no. penis.
2: No. I and mean, how
4: could we really tell with his mouth full of all that food? See, that's my point. Thank you, Dickie. This guy gets it. Jealousy doesn't look good on you, Martin. Oh, I'm not wearing any.
0: I, I don't want to be too forward, but uh, how are you packing in the britches?
4: Hold on a moment. I'm going to have to Google that one. Oh, oh! there we go. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I get the job done. It's uh, It's nothing to write home about. Although if you did want to write home about it, you could probably use it as a pen. That would be a very
2: interesting letter. Like, what would that letter even say? Like, if you were to write home about... Well, it's funny that you should say that because I actually wrote to Martin about Eddie's Endowment. And then and I, I always thought that when he would say it's nothing to write home about, it was a passive aggressive dig at me that I didn't write to somebody about his penis. You know? oh. mm. Then years later, somebody said, don't take it so personally. Not everything's about you, Alexandria, <laughs> former friend. And uh, I realized that it was an actual saying that people said and it
4: wasn't about me. But she did end up uh, writing about it and mailing it to me. So I got to read her opinion of uh of my endowment. I mean, how hard is it to send a postcard? <laughs> send a
2: postcard, you go go to a hotel, you just grab the postcard, send it. He was happy as a clam for two weeks.
4: Well, you don't have to go on about my shortcomings. I feel like we
0: haven't really gotten to the bottom of the mystery about the Starbucks. Didn't even bring up the fact that our former guest pointed out that all Starbucks baristas are lizard people, which is probably really uh, key to this whole mystery.
2: What was her data? What were her plot points?
1: Uh, she lived with them. Yeah, she was. Yes, roommates yes. With them. They shared a living space.
2: So. How does she find out that they were indeed lizard people? Because they don't look like lizard people when you go to the Starbucks.
1: Oh, because much much like Dickie, when he gets home from a long, hard day um, of searching for random items in uh, dumpsters, he t- the first thing he does is he comes home and takes his pants off. And the lizards, much like uh, humans, they come home and take off their human skin immediately.
2: Is it much like the movie Cocoon? Do you oh, remember that Steve Gutenberg? No, no, no,
0: no, no. Don't talk about Cocoon. Thomas gets. Uh, Thomas is abstinent right now. Uh, and uh, we don't want him to uh, not be uh, having his absence. Uh, because he's trying to level up with his remote viewing, and there's something about the movie Cocoon that turns him on and makes him super randy.
1: Yes, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but something about it makes me fall off my wagon of training um, when it comes to my remote viewing.
4: Well, for what it's worth, I, I'd like to meet Super Randy someday. He sounds fascinating to me. Well, he comes out every time that Wilford Brimley is in that
0: little Speedo, all of a sudden Thomas turns into Super Randy
1: and
4: uh, oh boy.
1: And uh, it, it is it is sort of like the opposite of kryptonite for Superman.
4: Well, that's kind of a weird superpower to have, but I suppose it'll get you uh, booked a book to spot in the Charles Xavier school. Well,
0: you know, on those cartoons where like people are stranded on an island, or someone's hungry, and then they look at the other cartoon character, and that cartoon character turns into a big steak. Yeah, when well, yeah. Wilfred Brimley's on in the speedo, that's what Super Randy looks at me
2: like. Well, that scene where the the people take the skin off the the aliens. That's what I was wondering. Is it like that when the lizard people? get home from Starbucks so they just do they pull it like it's skin and then this bright light oh, show up God. and then they jump into a pool and Wilfred Brimley has a sex drive again like is that Alexandria,
0: Alexandria please Thomas's eyes are rolling back into his head and he's foaming at the mouth uh, we're gonna have to cut this one short um, I, I hope that you guys do get to the bottom Dickie, of the mystery I'm, I think
1: I'm leveling Dickie, I think I'm leveling down I think I'm Dickie, I don't know Dickie I need to stop this I need to okay. stop this
0: um, uh, Alexandria would you like to plug your memoir one more time
2: uh yes uh it will not be in hardback copies until please do not say hardback
1: when thomas is in the state (laughs) dicky i'm I'm trying to maintain my levels i'm trying to maintain my levels but they they are dropping quickly
2: uh just look out for my new book that comes out my memoir will be ongoing until the end of my days but my latest book called starbucks what's in my drink i think it stinks will be at a Barnes and Noble or Amazon.com within the next two years. And Martin, do you want to hang out sometime?
4: Uh, Yeah, I just got to get some Starbucks in the next 10 or I'm going to kill some people. Swear to God. I know. Let's go together
2: because I haven't had one all day and I'm
4: freaking out. All right. Come on. I'll I'll start up the truck.
2: All right. Okay.
0: I'm going to take care of Thomas. Uh, This is sort of like when your dog gets in heat and you have to milk his prostate Ah, oh, it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do
4: it. Thank you for listening to The Truth Cast. You can send questions, topic suggestions, or comments to Thomas at TrueHeroes053 at gmail.com or to Dickie at littledickr at gmail.com. Please, Ray, please, ra- I
0: would tell you to like and subscribe to the podcast, but I've already hacked into your computers and done it for you. Martin Barry was played by Dave Davies. Alexandria Bennett was played by Diane Bailey. Both Dave and Diane have asked that you keep supporting local theater, especially now when you can't physically do it. Look for local theater in your area. See if there is a way for you to donate or be active with it. Specifically, Dave is a board member at Planet Ant Theater in Hamtramck, Michigan, and Diane is a board member at the Ringwald Theater in Ferndale, Michigan. And I know for a fact that the Ringwald Theater was doing an online event for their Golden Girls show that I'm I'm so bummed that I missed because it sounded so cool. And my wife is a huge Golden Girls fan as well, too. So these are particularly hard times for local theater. So do whatever you can to support them to make sure that, you know, they're still around when we're able to get back out there and do things. Both Dave and Diane are an acting slash improv acting power couple in Detroit that I have been a humongous fan of for as long as I have been part of the performing arts scene in Detroit. And it was particularly cool for me as a nerd for this kind of stuff to actually get the two of them together to perform. So, wow, thank you so much, Dave and Diane. This really meant a lot to me. I'll have links in the show notes for both Planet Ant and Ringwald. As always, thank you so much for listening to the TruthCast. We have a lot of brand new listeners, and Alex and I are really overwhelmed and completely joyous, to be honest with you. Uh, So until next week, just keep being awesome. Thank you all so much.